Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confession. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bow, and myself continue our discussion on the third petition of the Lord's Prayer, looking at the Old Testament and its application for us. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I am Pastor Brett Bow, and I have with me Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brian Rickey. Now, wait a minute. There's a, it's a special day today, and yes. I know that this is going to be... You missed that chance. You no, totally no. missed it. This I'm is airing at the end it. of June. Doesn't you totally matter. missed that Doesn't chance. Doesn't matter. We're going to do it anyway. Yes. Today is Jason Goodham's birthday. Yay. And on the so, day we're recording. On the day it. that we're recording, which nice. is May 31st, mm-hmm. 2018. I share a birthday with Clint Eastwood. I'm sorry. Oh, that's wow. As, that's as close as I get to anything famous, is hey. Clint Eastwood and I share a birthday, and I'm very So proud the question you got to ask yourself is... Oh, very nice. Did I fire five, or did I fire six? <laughs> Oh, awesome. You gotta ask yourself one thing. <laughs> Is it your lucky day? I love that movie. We won't no, see, I shouldn't we won't love that movie, though. but I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and spaghetti, the spaghetti westerns he did were the best, though. All westerns are good. Yeah. It's hard to find a bad one. I'm, yeah. I'm a John Wayne man myself. I'm partial to John Wayne, uh, and I'm especially partial to uh, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, which is one mm. of the greatest movies huh. ever, uh, but also Tombstone. Love me some Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Pizza. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, am, I am sorry you're such a uh, cultural Philistine over there, Brett Bowling. I am. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, cultural I don't, Philistine. I don't like Westerns, no. Okay. Oh, man. I will pray for you. Oh, thanks. Speaking of which... Yeah, here's the segue. Prayer, because we're talking about <laughs> yeah. the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer, yeah. and we're talking about the third petition that yeah. we've just been the last couple episodes dealing with that part one, part two. Thanks for hanging with us. And uh, today, as is our custom, we're going to get into an Old Testament passage of Scripture. Next episode, looking at a New Testament passage of Scripture. There are a lot of examples in in oh. Scripture, a lot to choose from of. Talking about God's will, um, looking at that, so no shortage of no. passages available to us, and you know it's, it reminds me of that cartoon I've seen passed around on Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, where where the guy's praying, God, if you would just speak to me, right, and then God's hand reaches up from heaven and hands him a Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've also seen another meme. It's like where it basically says. If someone says God's not speaking to you while your Bible is closed, I can't remember the ending line, but it's like, you, I can't, you don't get it, basically. It's like so, telling yeah. a joke without the punchline. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was funny. that out. Uh, good. Uh, yeah, so today we're going to be in Micah 6, and especially verse 8, but we wanted to read a little bit of the context. So Micah 6, 6 through 8, and I'll read that in Jesus' name. It says, With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and yeah. just like I'm, I'm not going to sing happy birthday to you today. You're not going to sing the campfire song. I'm not going to sing the campfire song, verse. Micah 6 8. Yeah, um, if, if, if you know what campfire song and have the tune in your head right now, we're referring to you lived a very rich, 
teenage <laughs> life of Bible camps. And so uh, you, yes. the faces you're giving us, Brian, you were I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you guys are speaking in tongues, man. <laughs> All right. Yes. What's going on here? Yeah, there's a campfire song that at least Brett and I grew up yep. repeatedly singing uh, this verse. And, 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 and you would sing it in a round, Now, the only right? campfire song I, I would so. sing was from, like, Kiss. And that was yeah. kind of the way I <laughs> grew up. So. You went to different camps right. than Brett and I, I did. did. Yeah. They were different camps. <laughs> and they probably had different beverages. I'm sure. I'll, yes. I'll, I'll say something else conciliatory here that is out of my nature. But uh, for as much ragging as I've done on praise and worship music and <laughs> contemporary worship music, sure. I have no problem with putting Bible verses to tunes. Yeah. Yep. No problem with that whatsoever. I appreciate that. It's a good way to memorize scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, it's fond memories for good. 67% of the But the question is, do you guys. remember your Greek song that Pastor Moan shared Ooh, with us? Yeah, about? I know the alphabet song. Yeah, that's what yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay. Yep. Uh, alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, oh, zeta, 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 yoda, kappa, lambda. Look at that. We got a little bit of singing in this <laughs> episode. Go, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, let's let's talk about this. <laughs> Welcome to the Bean Lutheran Variety Show. <laughs> well, you have no idea what's going to happen. Oh, and okay. sometimes we thought we talk about theology. Yes, right. If we could only go back to 60 episodes ago where we were all terrified of offending people and, and just... I wasn't because I wasn't right. on a mic. I just yeah. let you guys yeah, do it. It's all your fault, Brian. I kind of want to get back to that, man. Take the mic away and let you guys oh, do it. No, oh, no, it's, no, it's no. great to have you with the, the mic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Goodness. So, okay, Micah so six eight. Micah six eight. You don't even know yes. what I'm talking yeah, about, right. don't I you? Do. Yeah. I do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Micah six eight. He has oh. told you, oh man, what is good? I'm going to force us to do this. <laughs> and what does the Lord require of you? So, why? I mean, why did we choose this one for talking about the third it's petition? A, it's a, a double-sided coin that accomplishes the same purpose. On, on the one side of thing, God's will for our lives always shows up as the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we say that, and, you know, it's also God's will for you to be saved. But when we thing. talk about yeah. God's will for our lives, living our lives out as Christian, that's what the law is. It's God's revealed will mm-hmm. on how he wants his creation to be holy. Mm-hmm. And he wants his creation to be holy as he is holy. Uh, so that's the law. Mm-hmm. We could, could we say God's will or God's desire? Is yep. that another good God's way to desire, yep. say it? Yep, okay. exactly. Uh, the other side of that coin is that God, in fact, wants Christians to obey the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a problem, and it's come up several mm-hmm. times on the podcast with yep. this this new false teaching called gospel reductionism that doesn't deal with our sin, but it, it says God's ignoring our sin, or or you know uh, the the popular terminology now is that God in the gospel is taking care of our guilt, where it's addressed to people who feel guilty. Uh, that's not what the gospel is. The gospel deals with sin, which means that sin is real, and we know that sin is real because God wants us to obey the law. Mm-hmm. And so th- those are both truths that are uniting together in this verse. What does God require of us? Right. He wants us to do justice and love kindness and to walk humbly with our God. That's vocation in a nutshell. That's mm-hmm. the Christian life in a nutshell. I got to Vocation. Go. Six, Six minutes, minutes in. in. We're a little right. late. <laughs> wow, that was in unison. Holy cow. Yes. <laughs> it was a nice setup. We, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're getting there. 
Yep. We'll, we'll, someday we'll be a well-oiled machine. I hope not. <laughs> someday I'll just start the episode by saying vocation. I kind of like the the, spont- the spontaneous aspect of what we do. And yeah. I guess you guys have called me the wild card, so maybe that's what I kind of bring. I know it's so funny. You you send Brett all of the material, but you never send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not never, but you do. But you do realize I do actually send you all I the know. material. <laughs> you do. Brett oh. opens it. You don't. <laughs> that's probably true. Behind the scenes. Well, and I admitted when we started recording today um i'm like you know the last two weeks i haven't read anything mm, that i didn't right. have to read just right. because it's been yeah. kind of a crazy two weeks yep. so oh, and, and we all recognize this is extracurricular to yeah, our right. our vocations as pastors hey, there you go. like this but vocation i tell you what nothing relaxes me more than getting together with you guys to yeah. record this it's, it's a it's a good diversion mm-hmm. it's funny i don't know if this has happened to you guys but there's been a couple times where we started where i was just mm-hmm. in a I, a funky mood, sure. whether it just be the weight of things that I'm trying to deal with mm-hmm. at ministry or whatever. And I always end up leaving encouraged mm-hmm. and I, I love that part yeah. of it. And so Edification. we actually do like each other, which is kind of scary, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, you know, you get people, especially pastors, you yeah. know, it's interesting. Pastors don't like to play in each other's sandbox a lot, you know, and I don't know why that is. It's kind of sad, but I really enjoy this. You have a sandbox? I just, I do. I still have a sandbox. We are ruthless. It's just, just and I have really nice Tonka trucks, too. Oh, yes. And they're so, metal from the Old 60s. Testament. <laughs> Fire and brimstone. It's sometimes it's Why are fourth, we here? Fourth recording, it gets a little loopy. Yeah. Uh, uh, and we're doing an extra one today. Oh, so man. Boy, watch out. They're yeah. uncharted territory. I feel sorry for All right. Yeah. Back to Micah. Armor of God right. stuff, Nick. There's a good little list here in this verse, verse six or verse eight. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, thinking of of that, um, maybe that's why I'm remembering it from that song, that campfire yeah. song. And it's got a cadence, yeah, to it, right, a pattern to it. It makes for a good, makes for good lyrics for a song. Mm-hmm. It, well, and it, it, I think you know, aside from getting into the content, which we need to do, this uh, really emphasizes the orality mm-hmm. of the the word of God. Mm-hmm. When this was delivered, I mean Hebrew. Uh, isn't a reading language. It's a speaking language. And, mm-hmm. and they did write it down, but it's an oral language when you, when you, you, uh, especially, uh, you know, I'm no Hebrew expert by any sense of the imagination, but Hebrew uh, has its, uh, the, the way the language is modified to work in sentence structure is through suffixes, mm-hmm. you know, the personal mm-hmm. suffixes. So you get a lot of rhyming sounds, a lot of yep. assonance, a lot, stuff like that. And this is one of those few places where that can come through in English a little bit, I think. you know. So he has told you, O oh man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly mm-hmm. with your God. And it sticks in your mind. It, it, it's designed to be remembered. It's mm-hmm. designed to be known. And, and it, it's, it's a call to obedience. And, and we in the Christian church, and especially as Lutherans, don't like to talk about obedience yeah. because we've got the gospel frees us from the law, right? Right. So this is, you know, it's this is a good reminder. I love this verse. I love what it's talking about because mm-hmm. as Christians, uh, we are free from the accusations of the law, from the condemnation of the law, but we are still living lives that are informed by the law because the gospel doesn't tell us how to live our Christian lives. It doesn't Amen. give us any direction for what we ought to do once we're saved. Yep. The gospel is there to save us, and God be praised, uh, but then we are to go live our lives yep. informed by the law and love of our neighbor because we're saved. Right. And it seems like in the context of this, these, this verse, especially verse 7, 
they, maybe they were getting bogged down with some of the yeah. law. Yeah, will some the of Lord the be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, that's Hebrew worship in, mm-hmm. in a nutshell, Old Testament Hebrew worship. And in rewinding back to verse six, you have this question that's been on our minds talking about the third petition is what does God want me to do? What mm-hmm. shall I do yeah. or with what shall I come before the Lord? How, how shall I be pleasing to him? And it, we are so often, we've touched on this already in this episode, Arg, we're so often addicted to doing something extraordinary for God, and it's the simple things mm-hmm. that he wants us yeah, to do, right. that he has anointed as holy vocations, the loving your wife, mm-hmm. and in raising your children, and in being in community right. with a body of believers, and, and things like that uh, are the stuff of this verse, verse 8, which is yep. kind of the heart and soul of the study here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, should we start walking through those three? Yeah. Um, and in the first Makes one, perfect we, sermon, three points. Yeah, three-point sermon. And the first <laughs> one, maybe maybe in the circles we run in, is maybe not talked about enough. Justice. Do justice. Yeah. And not the, David justice. <laughs> not baseball reference. <laughs> Sorry. For completely the... <laughs> over Brian. There's a player in the 90s named David Justice. Okay, so got it. He was a good baseball player. Dated Halle Berry for a while. <laughs> there you go. Uh, really... I'm so glad Why I know I that know now. That? Uh. Why do I know <laughs> that? Anyway, uh, it's to Christian's shame today yeah. that in an overreaction to the other side of the political spectrum, mm-hmm. if you find yourself as a conservative, uh, we have neglected justice yeah. because the other side has co-opted justice into something that it's not. Right. And so we have these social justice warriors and, and all these fights for gender identity and, and you have the, you know, the, the LBGTQWXYZ movement. And the, oh, really? Uh, they, changed, they added I, Well, <laughs> I've heard people call it that, tongue-in-cheek. I think that's a fact. I used to call it the LGBTQWKRP in Cincinnati movement, but no one gets that reference anymore. <laughs> I do, actually. Yeah, Brian can appreciate yeah, that just yeah. a little bit more. It's even before your time, Brett. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, all these things that pass as justice that are contrary uh, to the will and design of God. Mm-hmm. But in response to that, the church has decided to not do justice, but complain about it. And there's justice out there for us to be doing. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes we forget that the people who are struggling with with those things are people whom Jesus died for. And uh, there there is this tension, balance, and dependency upon Christ to ascribe insurmountable worth to that person, uh, but to also love your neighbor as yourself and walk through that. Even though you may not agree with that person's choice of lifestyle, we are still called to love our neighbor well, as ourselves. That's beautiful. You know, it's uh, I asked my church point blank at a Bible study a couple months ago. I said, what would you do this Sunday morning, <laughs> if a lesbian couple walked in the front yeah, doors, right. and you know, there's, you ask any rhetorical question in a Bible study that no one's prepared to answer, you, you have the awkward silence, and we had a little bit lengthier awkward silence, and so I leaned forward and I said, I would hope that you would love them. Mm-hmm. I would hope that you would welcome them into the congregation. Mm-hmm. Both of those things we can do without ignoring sin. Mm-hmm. Both of those things we can do without excusing sin. Mm-hmm. And, and what we've done in the church uh, today 
is to create a handful of unforgivable sins that have alienated people who need to hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is shameful. Right. And, and so this, even this simple phrase, and it's all over the prophets, Amos especially, uh, is a call for us to do justice, which means the church should be on the front lines of helping the poor. And the other, yeah, the widows, the poor, the, widows, the, the, the poor. fatherless, and the, the orphan. The church should be on the front lines of racial reconciliation. Mm-hmm. The church should be on the front lines, and this is, we're better in this, of, of the unborn, but we should not be neglecting people once they're born. And, mm-hmm. and that's a criticism against the pro-life movement, and I absolutely agree with that criticism. We should have, the church should have, and support crisis pregnancy centers, but the church should have and support single mothers mm-hmm. or or people uh, who decided to have their baby to the praise and glory of God, yes. but are going to be in a very difficult time raising that child. Right. And, and, um, and follow through with Galatians 6, 1 and 2 to bear one another's burdens sure. and to fulfill the law of Christ, which is to and, love your neighbor as and, yourself. And in this too, the church, you know, people are like, well, it's too political, it's too political. No, it's not. We don't have to help the poor in the same way those we disagree with say and, we have to help the poor, but we should help them. Yeah. And and that is involves... And that's one of my beasts is that we see justice as political, yeah. biblical justice. And I want to qualify that. Biblical justice is not political. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's biblical. And I'll, I'll build on that. We see justice as political, but we also see justice as the opposite of what the other side sees justice as. And that's even more wrong. So, so what is justice? What's the definition of it? Justice. What is right? Oh boy, how do you define a term? Justice. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, justice is. I would say without. I mean, I. I don't know why I wasn't prepared for that question, but I would say justice is bringing back creation to a place where it reflects God's order. Mm-hmm. There you go. I like that. Yeah. Uh, void of alienation. Hmm. Yeah. I guess I. I think of it. Maybe I watch too much detective stuff but you know thinking of you know uh, the jury coming back with a not guilty verdict when it should have been guilty yeah. and just Cri- justice was not served you you hear that but crime is punished in mm-hmm. justice but also at the same time mercy is emphasized and mm-hmm. and, and so often in today's system crime is punished vindictively right. instead of to bring about reformation it and becomes vengeance and not yeah, justice exactly. yeah. retribution yeah. and and we let god do that god mm-hmm. carries out that kind of justice yeah, i mean if you read through uh, um leviticus and some of the old you know the, the, the torah uh, and you read through some of those prescribed laws that god set up you've got those refuge cities um so there is this aspect of of innocent until proven guilty and we really get that from scripture mm-hmm. and and that's that's yeah, justice right. it's giving a person to give an account of what happened to, mm-hmm. to have it done by witnesses that um, vigilantism isn't really rampant mm-hmm. or that vengeance doesn't supersede justice. Yeah. But also the other aspect of justice is, is yes, maybe someone who did something wrong mm-hmm. being held accountable for that, but it's also taking care of people who, who don't have someone to take care of them. Yep. It's someone who has been alienated or left out or, or doesn't have any type of family or support or anything and, like that. And we get to a point where the church has to acknowledge that we can't qualify our giving anymore. You know, we don't want to be walked all over. We don't want to take advantage. But at any given point, you have no control over how people are going to handle your generosity. Mm-hmm. And yet we're still commanded to be generous. Yeah. You know, and so I've, you know, I've known several people uh, in ministries 
uh, and outreaches to help the poor and the homeless. And one of the first things I say is don't give out handouts at the street corner to the panhandlers because you're being an enabler. And I don't, and I believe that. Mm-hmm. But someone calls in need, we we give. And in, in, in my church has prayerfully sought to do that in a wise way, but to do it where we can still give. And, and mm-hmm. so we don't hand out cash, mm-hmm. but we have gas cards and grocery cards. Yep, that's what we do as and, well. And, and if someone says, well, I need gas, I need gas, I need gas, uh, what I do is I say, you tell me what the closest gas station is to you, and I will come to you and fill up your car. Yep. You know, and then or, even if someone has a bill that needs to be taken care of, all church yep. will just write the check to the the company mm-hmm. that the bill is owed to. There are ways yep. we can do it, in, but you know, so we don't want to enable sin. But no. at the same time, we're just called to be generous. Yeah, right. You know, and and I think looking at this passage, I think these three. It's not an item of three different things. It's a. It's a. It's a. Mm-hmm. It builds on yeah, each other. Yeah, so say to do justice, we, we flows yeah. right into the second one. It's to love kindness. Right. That's what doing justice looks like. Is when we don't know what justice looks like, maybe we just err on the side of kindness. Mm-hmm. We 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 reach out and love our neighbor, and all of that builds to what does it look like? Is we walk humbly with God. Mm-hmm. This is again mm-hmm. the Christian life is assurance of salvation and vocation. Yeah, we walk humbly with God. He saved us. We don't deserve to be saved. And yet we have, by the act of Christ in our place, everything we need for life and salvation. Mm -hmm. So what do we do? We walk humbly with God because everything else we get is just cherry. Mm -hmm. We don't deserve it. We don't need it. You know, my, my 24 hours that I'm given every day are not mine. They belong to my neighbors, my wife, my kids, my church, my community. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if I'm tired, I get selfish really easy when I'm tired, but my attitude should be, God be praised, mm-hmm. you know? And and again, you know, just to, you know, fall into this trap of overqualifying things, part of me living out my vocations is to get the proper amount of rest. So maybe I shouldn't be binging shows on Netflix until <laughs> one every morning, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Responsibility. But... But in reality, these verses serve as the call to remind us that God indeed has given us the law for a reason, mm-hmm. that it, it, it's still applicable to the life of a Christian, mm-hmm. and, and we should still take heed of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have do justice, love kindness, or love mercy. You know, those two together kind of feel like the, the verse in Ephesians that talks about speaking the truth in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they maybe go hand together, hand in hand together as a pair. Um, and you you have the fruit of the spirit mm-hmm. too from Galatians: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, yep. gentleness, self control. Yeah, you know, there's there's nine, mm-hmm. and you have to memorize them in threes, or you get love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. There it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kindness is one of those things that show up mm-hmm. from a rightly ordered relationship mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the fruit mm-hmm. of a life that has been redeemed. Yeah. Yes, Amen. Yep. I love that picture. You know, that's it's maybe a little more of an Old Testament picture there of walking humbly with your God. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking of uh, was it not Enoch? Was it Enoch? Yeah, Enoch. Enoch yeah. Walked, yeah. Yeah. walked with God, yeah. and Great. he was and not. Was not yeah. yeah, and th- there's that that picture of taking a walk with somebody that's living in a relationship together, communicating. And um, that's Garden of Eden language. Yeah. yeah. Before the fall. Oh, right. Walking yeah. with God. Walking with mm-hmm. God in the garden. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A, a restored fellowship with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then even Paul talking about that uh, in like Ephesians, 
um, I, as a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called, or, with all humility, gentleness, with patience. Yeah, or Colossians, mm-hmm. as you received Jesus Christ as Lord, so walk yeah, in Him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Amen to that. Hmm. Well, uh, any closing thoughts here in this episode? I think we studied this verse perfectly. Doesn't ever need to be studied Ooh, perfectly. Again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, I wouldn't say that. We but could go we, round and round and round, but you got to stop somewhere. Yeah, no, but it was it, it was it was good, and I think that we focused on some really positive things. Yep. So, uh, I'll close with by by reading Second Timothy three sixteen, which is encourages us that that uh, the law does does teach us. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped with every good work. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Please join us next week as we wrap up our discussion on the third petition of the Lord's Prayer, looking at its New Testament application. God bless you and have a great week.